Hello, and welcome to Between the Likes. I'm Amanda Lauren. So this show's a little late this week. Um, I try to put it out on Thursdays. I have been sick all week, not COVID. It's so funny. Now when you get sick, people just assume it's COVID. It's not COVID. I'm just, I'm sick. Like, what am I going to say? Um, I had like the flu and I just really didn't want to. It was just hard. It was hard. It was a hard week for everyone. Um, so... This episode's a little late. In the future, I'm going to bank episodes, but seeing as I just sort of started doing this podcast, it's not always easy. Also, I made a little mistake, if anyone is wondering, and I accidentally took down the episode with Claire and Erica, Um, but that was a, I really feel stupid about it. For some reason, it reverted to draft and it took it off of iTunes, but that was not intentional and it's back on. So it looks like that's a new episode today. It's not a new episode and it was recorded before the Jack Osborne episode. Um, And I can't figure out how to get in order and nothing is perfect. And I think Mercury is retrograde. I have no idea. But um, in the meantime... (laughs) Go off to a great start, Amanda. Um, I wanted to share what I thought would be really interesting. It's sort of a weird time. It's like I started making notes for a holiday decor episode, and I'm going to get to it. We will talk all things manger chic, Um, but I feel like it's a little early for that. I also sort of wanted to to take a look at the trends for the season to give you some ideas, maybe attach it to a viral article, hopefully an article that goes viral. I don't know. Anyway, as I'm in the process, it's really funny. So yesterday I was sitting with my husband and we're watching TV and I'm like, we got to get a new coffee table. He's like, thank God I hate this coffee table. Um, And I actually love our coffee table, but it's sort of a regret, which brings me to the purpose of this episode, five furniture regrets I have and what you can learn from them. So let's start with this. Okay. This is a big regret that I have and a huge mistake that a lot of people make, which is one, thinking they need to see something in person. So when my husband and I first moved in together, we bought all new furniture with the exception of a few small pieces that I kept. Um, At the time, we were buying what we called five-year furniture. So like good quality, but nothing we were going to keep forever. You know, we would expect that maybe one or two pieces would just sort of end up, you know, maybe we'd have for longer, but we really didn't, you know, it was, like I said, five-year furniture. Um some of which we've actually already replaced. And I think it's been five years, maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, and my big sort of regret with this was going, feeling like I had to go in person and look. Now, I've always been really into furniture, and this was, but this was not when I was writing about it professionally. Um, and I was under a lot of pressure. We were like engaged, um... We had a lot going on. Um, My mom had gotten six months before my wedding. I haven't really, I think I've talked about this, not on this podcast, but in other venues. My mom was um, hit by a car six months before I got married and fell on her mouth. Um, It was really bad. Uh, She's fine now. She's totally fine. But it was just, you know, it was really, like she had to go to like a rehab and not like Promises and Malibu rehab, but like 
a physical rehab for like a few weeks. And it was just like a whole, it was like a whole thing. So there was a lot going on and getting married is stressful enough. My husband was really busy writing on a TV show. I mean, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Um, and I think that like we were moving from my bachelorette pad in Silver Lake because he had moved from New York to LA to be with me um, to the building where we are now, although not the apartment where we are now, but the building where we are now. Um, and it was just like, I, we actually, I'm not even sure we saw the apartment. We saw other apartments in the same building, or we saw the apartment for like two seconds, but we didn't really get to see it because it was occupied and we kind of like knocked on the door and we weren't supposed to. Um, and so we really had to get like all new furniture very quickly and we decided to go to the store and I just don't, even five years ago in retrospect, I would have done things differently. Um, I'm telling you this for everything I know today because I'm kind of constantly buying furniture and getting rid of furniture, probably more so than most people, partially because like it's my job. And also we've moved a lot in the past few years. Um, we may move again soon, who knows, but I think we're probably going to stay here till, till the summer. Um, it's funny. We've been living in this apartment for like six months. <laughs> well, not really. It's more like four months cause we were away for two months in the Hamptons. Um, hashtag bougie problems. Um, and we're almost done with it. It's like every time we get close to being done, something gets delayed with shipping or something breaks and it has to be replaced. And it's just like, it's just never ending. I just want to be done with this apartment. Um, it's really cute though. And I, I'm hoping to get it into apartment therapy if there's anyone from apartment therapy listening, um, because I really have put a lot of work on into it. And I'll, I'll have pictures, at least on Instagram. I'm going to get them done as soon as everything is finished, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, but anyway, so as I, as I digress, okay, I think that the problem with trying to buy furniture in person is, is this. There's not a lot of retail left. Like you would think there are lots of furniture stores left, but not. I mean, listen, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. I'm in a major city. There's not as much as you would, as you would think. Okay. Now listen, let me just say this. The exception is like, if you see a furniture, if you see like, let's say a sofa from CB2's website, okay. And you live near a CB2 and you want to go sit on it. I totally recommend you do that. Or if there is something you can see, but I don't suggest like scouring stores in person first. I really suggest going online and trying to do as much of it online as possible. Now, I think a lot of people get nervous with certain pieces that like have to be comfortable like sofas or mattresses, although mattresses will be a whole nother episode, but like sofas or chairs are things that have to be comfortable. Just like buying something online, it's kind of a shot in the dark, but there's always reviews. You know, if you're a little bit nervous, don't choose a product that hasn't been reviewed yet. Um, and then check the return policy because you may find that if everyone says, if there's a hundred reviews and 87 of them are five-star reviews and the first 17 talk about how comfortable the sofa or the chair is, you're probably fine. Um, 
you know, like I said, just check the return policies. Um, and I think that like there is just, there's so much more of a selection, especially if you're on a budget or you're just like, it doesn't even matter what your budget is. Furniture is always a major purchase. And I think it lets you compare things more easily than you would on, on foot. And I think that when we went, my husband was really pushing me. We've got to see these things in person. And in retrospect, there were a lot of pieces that I bought and a style that I did that apartment in. They probably wouldn't have done had I just decided to buy everything online. And I did buy a few things online, but like nothing for the living room, which is all the furniture that I've regretted, kind of. And it's funny because you would think like the stuff that you buy online, you're more likely to regret. But I'll tell you, it's the stuff in person that I regret more because I feel like I just could have done better online. Um, and like I said, listen, like furniture stores are closing. Like there's not that many local furniture stores anymore. I mean, listen, if you live in a place like Palm Springs, there are tons of local furniture stores. Um I was in Mom's, there was this great, they have one in Brentwood too. It's called, they don't sell it online, but if you're in Los Angeles, it was called Grace Home Furnishings and it was gorgeous. They had beautiful things. Another great like local store is Rum Runner Home, which is in the Hamptons. But again, like these are local stores to places I've been local to. So you may have something where you live and like if you can support a, support a small local business, I suggest doing it. But like, I would also look, I would just explore all of your options because that's something I really didn't do when I was buying a lot of furniture the first time. And I just, I feel like I didn't make the smartest decisions. Um, Especially, and this brings me to number two, buying fake leather. I was totally swindled into buying a fake leather sofa, or rather it wasn't fake. It was leathered or engineered leather. This is, let me tell you how they make this, okay? They take your hopes and your dreams and they glue it to a tiny little veneer of real leather and then they murder your family. No, just kidding. No. They take the thinnest, shittiest, cheapest piece of leather they can find, glue it to vinyl, and turn it into a sofa. And then it peels and rips and lasts five minutes just after the warranty expires, and then you go bang your head against a wall, which is exactly what happened to me. So, okay, I wasn't going to name names here because I feel like it's maybe not the best idea to shit on brands, but I will shit on this brand um, because my leather sofa, because one... They didn't tell us it wasn't real leather. I think they said it was real leather, but they didn't say it was like, it was like leatherette or whatever it's called. To this day, I'm really not sure if it was real or fake leather. I can't remember what it smelled like, but sometimes leather doesn't always have a smell. Um, And it was this like L-shaped sectional, and it was really pretty. Like people liked the sofa and it was easy to clean, Um, but like, Oh, and I don't really like, I, there's nothing wrong with modern furniture. I'm just not into it for me right now, but here, okay. So I'm going to name names and say what the store is because it's not that well known, but it was on the Hills. It's where Brandon Lee went to go furniture shopping this season. It's called Modani. Um, and I literally, when I was watching this, I just wanted to scream through my fucking television. I just, I wanted to take my TV and bang my head against it and throw it down a flight of stairs because 
I've never had so much grief from a store in my life. Now, listen, I probably have more customer service issues than the average person. I'll give you that. But like, they were just not honest with me. Okay. And I never talk about how much things cost, but I will. It was a $1,400 sofa, which is not by any means the most expensive sofa you can get, but it is by no means the cheapest. I've owned far cheaper sofas that have lasted five times as long. Um, And it just sort of started to literally rot from the inside and peel and crack and just turned out to be the biggest fucking piece of shit. And this was after like eight months of owning it, which is, I'm sorry, like a sofa is supposed to last that long. Is supposed to last much longer than that. Like, I don't care where you're from. I don't care how much you're spending. A sofa should last several years. It's, if it's the biggest piece of shit, it should last several years. I mean, I don't know about you. My parents had the same sofa for 25 years. And it was fine. Um, and literally, I was just so annoyed with them. I actually had an attorney fire off a letter to them. And then they took it back. And then they gave me a credit for another sofa that my bulldog destroyed. Um, But the point is, do not buy fake leather, leather or vegan leather, which is just fucking vinyl. It's junk, okay? Don't do it. No matter how cute it looks, no matter how drawn you are to it, it is a mistake you will regret, okay? You're better off waiting for a sale or buying a floor model, or buying something used. Don't buy fake leather. Okay. I will say, though, the exception to the... And by the way, it, like, doesn't feel good. Like, it's not comfortable. It's like sitting on plastic. I will say, maybe if you have something that you keep in a basement, for whatever reason, next to, like, a pool table... And it has like, and you like lounge on it and like a little footstool pops out, then I guess you can get fake leather, but then you're probably not into design anyway, and you're probably not listening to this podcast. It's just not worth it. Just just don't do it. Like friends don't let friends buy fake leather sofas. Brings me to the third one, not thinking about pets when choosing furniture. Okay, so if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time, I have two dogs. I have a 75-pound English bulldog named Milo and a 12-pound Chihuahua pug mix named Lulu. They're great at destroying everything I own. I have never seen animals fucking shed and destroy shit quite the way my dogs. It's almost like their talent is just shedding all over my dark wood floors. It drives me, I'm not even that OCD and I'm not the neatest person, but let me tell you, it drives me, their hair, they're both fawn colored, my husband, and if you're wondering why the hell we would have two dogs, because we live in like a one bedroom apartment, uh, my husband and I both had dogs before we met each other, because I would not recommend having two dogs of two different sizes, um, you know, one, it's psychotic. Essentially, our lives are turned over to that. They just do whatever the fuck. It's their world. We just live in it. Really and truly. Um, And the problem is that, one, they've destroyed almost every sofa that I've owned. Um, And they did not destroy the fake leather one, though. That was actually not their fault. Um, But it was... um, 
Oh, and if you're going to get a real leather sofa, by the way, and you have pets, get pebbled leather, the textured in case they scratch it. It's a little bit tougher. And if something gets a little bit ruined, it's it's harder to see. It's harder to notice. Um, but my dogs just shed everywhere. <laughs> And we have this gorgeous, uh, this is the coffee table that my husband and I want to get rid of. Um, so it looks like an antique trunk and it's black glass and it's, but like the bottom, it doesn't like go to the floor. It like has a little shelf at the bottom, which literally just catches dog hair and dust. It's fucking disgusting. It's gross. Um, and then the way the glass is inserted in it, in the top sort of, I'm describing this terribly. There are these tiny little millimeter spaces and it like traps dog hair. I literally have to dice in my coffee table. It's gross. And it's a beautiful coffee table. Like I, I absolutely love it, but it just always looks dirty and it's totally impractical. I mean, even after the housekeeper comes, like five minutes later, it just like, it's a dog hair magnet. Um, and I just cannot wait to get, it's like, I want to find someone who will clean it to give it to you because it's still in pretty good shape. I don't even want to, my husband's like, why are you going to sell this? And I'm like, well, we could, he's like, cause I've, I've sold some stuff on like Facebook marketplace and let go and whatever. And he's like, please don't just want to, he wants to just throw it in the street. Just let the cars hit it, cause an accident. No, just kidding. But I can't wait to get rid of it. Um, but this is my point with furniture regrets. It, just like he told me not to get it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I just don't think I realized how gross it could get after all of this time. Um, also if you live in a smaller space and you have dogs, you just notice the dog hair more. Now, if you have kids or dogs, I really recommend choosing your furniture wisely because they will just annoy you every time you look at it. Um, I just like, I mean, I don't have kids. We would like to have kids at some point. Hopefully I'll be pregnant soon or, you know, around this time next year, um, but I think that it's like one of those things where you kind of have to be practical. Like I love design and every time I've made a choice that's not super practical, I've kind of regretted it. Um, I also think too though, once we move someplace larger, which again will hopefully be in the year 2021, um, it won't, I won't notice things as much. But I also think like, when you have kids or pets or, you know, stupid adults in your life, you kind of have to think about what could get broken, what could get ruined, what will stand up and really do that accordingly. You know, it's funny, like I know people, I did this article about, um, so Wayfair has I always talk about Wayfair, but I just I love Wayfair and their family of sites. Um, this this episode is not brought to you by Wayfair. It's just been a really good design resource for me, and I've I've just bought a lot of stuff there over the years, and I have a professional account with them, um, which is kind of nice because they have really good customer service. Um, but like I did this, they have a line. I can't think of the name of it, um, and I did an article about it for Forbes. 
it's very similar to West Elm. It has like that West Elm vibe. They also have one that's similar to Restoration Hardware. Like any major line, Wayfair kind of has their own take on it, which is good to know. And a friend of mine who lives in a very expensive apartment told me she was reading the article and she bought one of the lamps. And I was sort of surprised because I felt like, not that it's like cheap, but like I just felt like for where she lives and whatever that she would be buying much fancier things. And she's kids. And when you have kids, like you can't always buy the fanciest furniture because young children are probably going to destroy it. Um, and it is, it kind of is what it is. It's funny, I have another friend too who lives in this crazy gorgeous house. And like, I've always noticed that like, one, I know she's not listening and I, I'm definitely not shitting on her because she's someone who I love and respect very much. But what surprises me about this person who lives in this very fancy house is she doesn't have super fancy furniture. I'm always like, it's not that like they can't afford good furniture, they can. But then again, it's the kid factor. It's the kid factor and the pet factor. And you just sometimes have to get things that are practical, even if they aren't the nicest or the most stylish. Again, though, you can buy like great knockoffs from places like Wayfair, even like Amazon has copies. You can even get dupes of things. Like I have ghost chairs and they're very, they're expensive. Um, I love them, the cartel ghost chairs, but they do scratch. And like if I had a young kid, I wouldn't get those chairs. I'd buy the knockoffs on Amazon that are 125 bucks each just because everything gets ruined. Um, so yeah, durability, I would say always consider durability. Okay. Here's another mistake. Matching things. Oh God. Matchy, matchy. No. Okay. I'm a big believer. The only thing that I think should match are matching nightstands. Now I know a lot of people will do different nightstands. I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things that I like to be symmetrical. I think it looks nicer. If you're really good, you can go bold. I don't think most people are capable of styling mismatched nightstands. Um, that being said, I don't think your nightstand should be a set with your dresser. So just say no to bedroom sets, okay? Now, I don't know. I just think having a matching having matching nightstands that match a dresser that maybe match like an armoire, it's so basic and it's such a design cop-out. It's like, and again, like I right now my nightstands match my dresser. So I can say this and I'm not shitting on someone listening who bought, who just bought a bedroom set. But I just think that it's just, ugh, it, it just looks so fire sale. I mean, there are things you can do to make your nightstands and your dressers look matchy-matchy, look less matchy-matchy. You can swap out the hardware. Um, I changed the hardware on my... Well, it's funny because the dresser doesn't have hardware, but the nightstands do. I have these white lacquer nightstands, and they're lovely, actually. They're perfectly fine. Um, this that I have now, when I move, it'll probably go into a guest room. I probably won't get rid of it. Um... But it had these like very modern silver handles on them. And I realized it just wasn't, just wasn't going to work. It didn't quite go with my room. It didn't quite go with the gold bed and the gold in the wallpaper that I have in my bedroom. 
So what I did was, I it was literally, I think they were $4.50 for each handle from Wayfair. Again, this is so not an ad from Wayfair. Um, Amazon also has good cheap hardware. Um, and I swapped that out. So it does look slightly less matchy-matchy. Um, but I don't know. Like the next go-round, I'm definitely going to get a different dresser. I'm just not a fan of that look. It's like the same thing. It's like, I don't know if they have, does Jennifer Convertible still exist? Let me check. Jennifer can, it's like this place where you could get a couch bed in New York. And then they started to sell other, for, and just like the, just really boring stuff. I'm, I'm really not making, um really not making friends with any brands <laughs> that many new brands this episode wait i'm i'm going to check because this is this is bothering me okay so here's an update i i had to pause this to go look so jennifer convertible still exists um but it's not they have like a few stores on like long island and upstate new york and like new jersey um so it's they used apparently they've received an F from the Better Business Bureau and their factory was in Wuhan. I mean, just like that sounds like a mess. Um, but the point is it used it was this place where like they'd like throw in the coffee table or the lamps and it's very like cheesy. Um and it's funny, they're like, these are our designer brands, and these are designers I've literally never heard of. Um, but anyway, it's kind of like that that look, it's like we're better than this. So I think, yeah, matchy furniture, furniture in a set, just, you know, it's hard because I think that a lot of people buy a lot of furniture at once. Like we're all sort of in a rush to like find the right thing. Like I want to be done with this. And the problem is you're never really done. And then if you buy something, then you never really like it. And then you're stuck and then it's done, but it's never done quite the way you wanted to do. And you live in, you know, the land of furniture, reg furniture regret. So, okay. On to number five, listening to my husband. Oh God. Between, between you, me and the entire world wide web, I kind of regret listening to my husband when it comes to certain furniture things because he doesn't care about furniture. And I'm just like, no, no, I'll let him pick. And then I end up with like an entertainment center that I realize I don't like. Not my current one. I love my current one. But our old one, it was nice. It was fine. It was what it was. But it wasn't like, I don't know. He loved it. And I never really liked it. And I just kind of settled for it. And decorating was so much more important to me. So I kind of wonder, why didn't I just speak up? I mean, seriously, it's like the least important thing to him. And I think I can say that about like a lot of spouses. Like there's usually one that's super into decorating and one that isn't. Here's something else he told us to buy that I regretted getting. Our, our utensils. We were getting married. Literally, we'd carte blanche whatever utensils we wanted. Someone would have bought us. Someone bought us a $750 vase that I registered for. Kind of as a joke. Didn't think anyone was going to get it for me. Like, someone would have bought us $900 worth of forks. 
it would have been fine, but no. He's like, let's get this very plain, very basic Kate Spade. It was like the box. Like you don't buy the set of forks. You you know, like a place setting. It just like all comes in like a box. And I thought it was very plain. And again, I didn't want to argue with him. And I hated, I still, I mean, I don't hate them. They just don't excite me. I actually just got new forks. I got, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with like gold utensils. So I just got a new set from Rigby Home and they're gorgeous and I'm obsessed and I'm very, very happy with them. But like the gold, the silver, the boring Kate Spade forks, just not that exciting to me. And he's like, look, it comes with a serving fork that we've never used. And I kind of wonder why I just didn't get Michael around or why didn't I get what I really wanted? And it's funny because before then I had like a set that I liked, but it was like from Target. Um, and I liked that better than like these lame Kate Spade forks. I don't know. I mean, it's such a minor thing, but it's like every time I've kind of let things slide, I've regretted it slightly. Okay. Here's another example too. Even though I kind of like that, the lamp on my nightstand from CB2, it's a little too big for the nightstand. I think I would have preferred something else. It's gorgeous, but I feel like it just takes up half the nightstand And it's, I don't know, it's like I'm looking at it right now, I'm staring at it, and I'm like, why didn't I get what I really wanted when it doesn't matter to him? I don't know, maybe that's a relationships dynamic thing, or maybe that's like compromise. But the the point is this, like, I don't know why I allowed myself to listen to another person, even if it is my husband, when it comes to something that's important to me. So I would say those are some big sort of furniture regrets that I have. So I'll say this, don't listen to your mom, don't listen to your dad, don't listen to your spouse, don't listen to your friend, listen to yourself and like your gut instinct when it comes to choosing furniture and accessories and you probably won't regret it. And don't make the same mistakes I did. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, if you could please rate it five, rate it, just rate the whole podcast five stars on iTunes, write a quick review, please subscribe, share with a friend. It really means a lot to me. Right now I have seven reviews and I feel like a fucking loser. So it would be great if we could get some more. Also, I have a beautiful line of art with Art Sugar called the Hamptons Collection, and the link is in the show notes. We're also probably going to have a really cool launch this week, Um, and I can't talk about it yet, but I'm very, very excited too, Um, but it will be a very, very big deal when we announce it um, with the Hamptons Collection. And that is pretty much it. Um, follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren, I-T-S-A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-U-R-E-N. Link is in the show notes. At Amanda Lauren on Twitter. Um, and DM me. DM me if you show ideas. I'd love to hear them. I'd love to answer your questions, questions, concerns, um, guest suggestions, anything like that. We should have some really fun guests coming up, some fun solo shows. And um, I'm Amanda Lauren. Thank you for listening.